to see here, kid. You gotta just go for it. Don't think about what comes after or what came before. You just gotta bend your knees, take a deep breath, and jump. Welcome back to the Experience is Key podcast. This is Robin and Drea back once again for a new episode. How is everybody today? I'm good. Sorry, y'all. I just tapped my mic by accident. Put on some new nails and I don't know what to do with myself. Um, clickety clack. Clickety clackety. <laughs> I love I love having my nails done because I just feel powerful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wish I knew what that felt like. Do you? Because I could I could make that happen. No. Um. Oh, I'm good. I could you imagine me with long nails <laughs> trying to type? Just like <laughs> you would get annoyed with them really fast. Very fast. But we're good. We're good. How are you, Robin? I'm feeling great. A little sleepy, but you other than that, I'm feeling great. Perpetually sleepy. I do a lot in a week. I know, but that's yeah. also your fault because you keep filling up your schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. One day I'll <laughs> learn. One day. Today is not that day. You see here, kid? You gotta just go for it. Don't think about what comes after or what came... What'd you do? So, apparently, I may have <laughs> pasted the intro music a couple places in our track. Um, I think that will be the only surprise. I don't think our audience heard it, but we definitely did. <laughs> We're gonna restart. Yeah, and um, after we paused and went back, <laughs> ran it back a little bit, I was wrong. Robin was right. Uh, y'all definitely heard that. But you know what? It's kind of serendipitous. It's... <laughs> why, why, why is that a good thing, kind of, Robin? Well, it's a good thing because this episode today, we're talking about the element of surprise. Yeah, not really surprising ourselves like I tend to do. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's always so interesting that, like, you know, you, we come up, or we don't even come up with that. That just happened, and we just got to roll with it after. Like, those mm. those are fun little surprises. But mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. it's the most interesting thing to me because Drea's not a surprise girl. Drea I doesn't like surprises. Not. I am not. But we'll talk about that a little bit more in a second. I know. Second. Doesn't, doesn't like surprises with an asterisk. I like yeah yeah but let's roll it back a little bit before we get too far into the conversation we've got to always as always thank grub street for giving us a podcast home and a place to mess up fess up and create some art here so mm-hmm. um we are super super grateful yeah to be in the spot and yeah yeah and if anyone who missed it, so last week's episode, or last week, two weeks ago, we talked about stress mm-hmm. and how to navigate stress. And that was our ninth episode. It and was. This episode today is our tenth episode. Yay! Do Ooh. we have a button for that? Um, it's one of I these. I believe buttons. we do somewhere. It's this one. Yeah! I love that. Yeah. But with that. <laughs> And Jerry reminded me of this, which is very important for anyone who was, like, originally listening from, like, episode one with Navigating Fear. Yeah. Because the fact that we said when we started the podcast, this was going to be, like, a 10-episode 
series mm-hmm. and just like we'll we'll do it in like seasonal chunks and then we'll come back. Uh now uh honestly we kinda threw that out the window. We did. <laughs> to be free to be surprise. real about it. <laughs> the first surprise of them all. I, I think honestly we surprised ourselves. Uh on our way here today I was thinking about um how far we've come mm-hmm. and how you know the podcast is for a super small niche listenership right now, but it's also for us. Yeah. Um, it's a way to keep a time capsule, a sound time capsule of where we are in our lives and think about um, every couple weeks for us and take stock in our relationship and take stock about things that are going on in the world um, mm. and how we situate ourselves in that. So I'm pretty proud of of us we're getting to episode 10 for deciding we're going to continue um we'll see how many more episodes we get in before life shifts us around a a little bit and we'll have to readjust but um yeah i think it's a good thing it's a good thing to be surprised Mm -hmm. um though i personally have to learn how to be better about being surprised but there is some there's some there is some good in being surprised let me say that yeah i think for starters especially when we started the podcast and then with starting it saying we're gonna do seasonal series and then just after coming back we're like you know what we're just gonna do as many episodes as we want and talk about whatever we want when we want mm-hmm. and that's just very freeing yeah because the thing with all that is just like so much scheduling and planning and we already have just like minimal time as it is mm-hmm. So, just being able to free up whenever we're interested in speaking about something is nice. And I think this is just as important when we were talking about stress two weeks ago. And now we're talking about surprises. Mm -hmm. Because some of the most stressful situations is planning a surprise for somebody. And then going like, okay, but what if you're someone like Treya who doesn't like surprises... Or even if you're someone who are quite like question why even do a surprise in the first place. Mm-hmm. So that's a good place to start. So we will we will go and jump into both like both of our ideas when it comes to surprises and like our thought process with it. And starting with Drea being like, why don't you like surprises, girl? Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> why don't you like surprises? Okay, so. I don't necessarily consider myself a type A girly, but I'm a bit, a lot of a control freak. That's just, it just comes down to the bottom of it. The first step in healing <laughs> is knowing that you are. Shut up. <laughs> Please tell me more. I have my notebook ready. Uh, whatever, Robin. Um, I'm a control freak, and it comes from... I don't know. I think, honestly, just ever since I was a kid, Mm -hmm. I want to know things. And having the knowledge about something meant having some control or some power or some say in it. I've spoken a a lot about how agency is important to me. Mm -hmm. And um, this all feeds into it, right? Having knowledge about something means I have a say in something, means I have agency, and I just want to feel important in the whole 
scheme of things. Mm -hmm. So relinquishing that control can sometimes feel like it's just scary. Yeah. Um, It's not that I don't trust you. It's not that I don't trust the people that I love who care about me. It's that I have a hard time relinquishing agency overall. Mm. So when it comes to people surprising me, it is better for me to not know anything. Mm-hmm. Like, do not say the words, oh, I have a surprise for you, but I can't tell you right now. That doesn't build anticipation for me. That builds anxiety. Mm. Because now I'm like, what are you up to? What's going to jump out at me? Do you even know what I like? Or do I have to, like, constantly confirm that? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I get kind of the itch to be like, I need to know everything and how you're going to plan it and what it, what's going to look like so I know what to wear. And then, are you sure that you've thought of everything? Because what about this? And it can take the joy out of the surprise. Yeah. So that's honestly why I don't... It's not that I don't like being surprised. I like having the thought put into it from somebody else without me having to do the heavy lifting. It's just once I know that a surprise is coming, I jump into there's just a mode that clicks off in my head and so because I know that that will produce anxiety for me and also produce annoyance in the other person I don't like that dynamic that me knowing a surprise a surprise about to come for me creates Mm -hmm. because I know it ultimately takes the joy out of the process yeah so how has it been now just like when you identified that yeah you do like control but then also like relinquishing the fact that like because you've been practicing it more like even if someone tells you they have a surprise for you or like even if you feel like someone has a surprise for you you're, you've been learning more to be like all right let's just let it happen like i'm just gonna wait it's still hard <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's it's very much fighting i'm not gonna call it pieces of myself because i i truly do believe that it's just a habit that i've created it's not necessarily an intrinsic part of who I am. I think just the situations of my life growing up, um, moving around a lot, bouncing from school to school, going to different programs, my life has been extremely beautiful in that way, but it has created an element of um, instability. Mm-hmm in my emotions in which I feel like I need an area of control in my life because I lack control in everything else. Um, so it's hard. It's still very hard to rest in this piece of knowing that just because I give up this, this control over this one thing doesn't mean I'm losing control in everything else. Right. Um, I think sometimes that's, and I'll get churchy here for a second, I think sometimes that's taboo for Christians especially, where you're like, you're not in control of anything. God is in control of everything. There, There is still a balance for me that I want people to think about, mm-hmm. right? God is in control of the universe. That's what we talk about in his sovereignty. But he does give us this peace, this element of free will. 
mm. and choice. And that is within our domain, right? Mm. When we talk about control, I'm not talking about total control over everything. It's this idea that I have agency, I have ownership or um, the title of manager over something. Mm. And I just personally have a hard time with letting people into that sphere. So I have been working on it. I have to actively tell myself, you know, don't look into that corner. <laughs> if I have, even if I have an inkling of um, that might be where the gift is, don't give in to the urge to uncover and unhide everything mm-hmm. because there are two people in this and to be more considerate of the person i.e. you I have to allow space for joy in the process and if that yeah. means being surprised that I can take my hands off the wheel and let it happen yep Don't look at me like that. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> I've been watching it, and I'm like, you, you definitely have been letting go of the wheel a bit more. But Thank you. That doesn't take away your Sherlock home brain where you're just like, hmm. I'm investigative. This shifted. This shifted. This shifted. Inquisitive. It's just. You are very inquisitive. Yes. It's very. Yeah, that part of me is, I think, intrinsic to my personality. I am inquisitive. But for other people who are like me, it's really about how do I balance my natural curiosity mm-hmm. and not let it turn into obsession to the point of stealing joy from other people. Mm. I think that's a very interesting look at it where surprising somebody brings joy to not only yourself, you would assume because the surprise could be for you or for somebody else, mm-hmm. but then also the person itself feel like they, they feel that um that joy as well the person who is planning exactly yeah but interestingly like why like why why you go through all the effort and why you and i guess even for because you're you're more of a planner yes like you plan outside and like you've planned some things for people too mm-hmm. so how do you feel about that would like do you feel that joy for the surprise even if someone doesn't like the surprise Oh, I feel joy from, I get joy from planning things for other people. Mm. Especially when it comes to, the surprises that I love are gifts. Yeah. So when I get the the time to think about who this person is to me, what are the things that I've listened to about them that they like, um, I have to fight my urge to tell them too, because I, I love the look on my loved one's faces mm-hmm. when they receive a surprise. But that also helps me to reel myself in a little bit. Mm. The understanding that I love the joy on someone else's face when they get something unexpected. A beautiful, unexpected surprise. So why should I rob someone else of that joy for me? Yeah. But it's that... It's so, so funny because I'm like, it's expected and yet unexpected. Because even the surprise for them is something that... You you could have heard it off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, man, I've always wanted to 
try this food place. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, we just haven't had the time and I haven't had the money to really go. And then, like, three months later or something like that, just, like, you take them there and they're just, like, that offhanded comment. And you take them to the restaurant that they said and they were just like, you remember that? Mm-hmm. You don't want to go there? I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I forget that. And I, I think that's why surprises are so cool because one of those elements to give a really good surprise that you listened. Yes. And that you really, like, you, you show how much you care about somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, I think when people, even, like, even in, like, the most basic relationship, right? Like, when you think about someone who's your friend, an acquaintance versus, like, your best friend, like, that's one of those things to think about. Like, when they give you a surprise or they give you a gift, there's, like, wow, they remembered this from something I said, like, six months ago, almost a year ago, but they didn't forget. Like, that to me is what I feel like is the quality of somebody who's really there for you when they think about surprises like that. Yeah. Because some people, and, you know, to no fault for people who do it, it, like, it is a mistake where you're just, like, if it's something that I like and then you assume it's someone it's something like um, one of your friends or your best friends also like you assume that like what I like is what they like yeah and then you get them that gift and the surprise and they're just like mm, gee it's thanks. cool an avocado <laughs> thanks is that what I like <laughs> oh my god the like couple of times early in our relationship when I would get Dre a food and then it's like it would be it would be like a taco or something or a burrito and then there's guac in it and she's just like babe i don't like avocado and i'm like i'm so sorry <laughs> i surprised you with food and then there's and an like, element okay. of it you don't like it's okay but there's scrape it out i mean oh there's stuff um early in our relationship or early in any relationship i think there are allowances for that yeah right? um because the gesture itself is nice so i'm not going to let this one element ruin the the rest of the gesture Mm. so i was never upset about things like that um but i know that feeling that i get when you do something even ordinary that's nice for me yeah um so definitely learning how to pull back and not try to tiger my way out of everything is a discipline and I'm still working on it but I want to know from you because I know I'm not sure if I actually know know this about you I might have feelings about it but do you like to be surprised I do more now hmm. I used to not like it tell me about it because I don't like being the center of attention um, and I'm not a big attention seeker mm-hmm. but I am but <laughs> <laughs> what you don't think what so? was that Huh? You like being the center of attention? It's 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 weird. Um for certain things. Okay. For certain things. I have to be in the mood for it. Yeah. But I like I like having good attention. I like being perceived well. I like mm. feeling loved and feeling loved in that way requires me to be the center of something. Right. So that can sometimes border into selfishness, which, you know, yeah. I deal with. But, uh, yeah, in some way, I can acknowledge that I like to be the center of attention. Yeah, that that's fair. But I'm like, yeah, I'm not a person that really enjoys being the center of attention. Mostly just because, like, I, I like to do things for other people. 
I'm very, yes, yes, we, you do. We already talked about many times, like, I'm a big people pleaser. Mm-hmm. But also just, like, with people that I love and care about, just, I, I love doing things for them. I don't really feel like it's necessary to really do things for me. Mm-hmm. Mostly just because I, I, I get a lot of things on my own. Like, I've, for a long time, I've gotten things just for myself. As, I've been for, like, as soon as I started working. But, um, yeah, now, nowadays, especially in the last couple of years, I've, I've really appreciated when I do get surprised by people. Because my mindset for it is just like, um, if you took the time to plan it, and if you took the time to like really get something for me, even if it's something I don't really like a lot, yeah, or you know, it's something really small. Jerry knows about me. I, I can be really sentimental about a lot of things, but that's just because like it's very cute. Yeah, and <laughs> but that's because like I really look at it and appreciate it for how much work they put in. Like yeah. even my baby cousin, like my if one of my cousins came to me and it's like my birthday and he's like, "We drew you this." I'm like. Oh, Keep it for the rest of my life <laughs> because it's so cute, and I'm like, I really want this. And like, even, even stuff where like people could get me clothes, like fit. Oh my god, the way that I appreciate socks now for like <laughs> that means you're an old man, you know that, right? Yeah, but the way I be running out of socks, crazy. Because if someone in the family, and this is not my, this is not anyone in my family listens to the podcast to be like, we can get Ray socks from now on. No, please get me actual gifts, but like. <laughs> For anyone that gets me socks or, like, just some, like, T-shirts or undershirt or something like that, I'm like, oh, you're the absolute best. Didn't even say I needed them, but I'll never say I need, like, I have enough of them. Yeah. So, like, it's things like that. Like, if you get me something that's functional or if you just put the time to, like, plan something for me and just, like, take me somewhere or plan a little party, I'm always going to be like, this is amazing. Yeah. It's, like, I really appreciate it because it's just not something I'm used to. Mm. I know you you said something just now, which is absolutely true about you, because I say this, I've said this now a couple of times to people, you are the kind of person that would not only give the shirt off your back, but the skin off your bones, if you could, for the painful. people that you love. <laughs> I mean, but you also don't even care that it's painful. That's the thing. Yeah, I'm um, so what do you love about surprising people? Why Why go through the effort? There's multiple reasons. I, f- I feel the really two big ones are like, um, I guess I guess here's the first one. The first one is I always want people to know and feel like that when I say I'm there for you, like I mean it. Mm-hmm. And like I try my best to really listen to what people have told me and what they really like and always get them something surrounding to that. Like you you've seen me sometimes when I get gifts for friends and even family like I can go a week still trying to think about and plan like what am I gonna get them oh, what am I gonna ah. can go longer like, than that <laughs> yeah, it can go longer than that but I I love seeing how much surprise even the surprise on their face of like wow you really like, I said this like three years ago or just like, I just told you this super recently and you didn't forget it. I was like no because you said it was something you like, and I want to. I wanted to get you something you like, and to also. Um, to also help you see and understand, like I really do, if it's a friendship or a family relationship or like you and I and our relationship, where it's just like, I do pay attention. Sometimes it looks like I'm zoning out, but mm-hmm. I'm paying attention, 
and this is my this is how much I value you with like things like that with those surprises mm-hmm. even if it's just like a small gift and then the other reason is just like I think it's fun <laughs> I think I really do think it's fun planning those surprises and like and especially it's the most fun when you do it for people you really love mm-hmm. and people you really care about planning and doing surprises for everybody uh, is, is not my thing for the people who've made a career out of it bless you because it's, <laughs> it's a lot of work don't know only select all um, like all the event planners and like wedding planners and coordinators and all that other stuff that's a lot <laughs> but i i feel like that's even when like a lot of people get into careers like that it's that's what they love seeing like they love seeing people have that kind of joy mm-hmm. and when you take pride in that kind of work to just like yeah, we double checked everything. We got like if we gave you gave us a list. We ran through the list twice, three times. Everything is here. Everything is perfect. And then like it, it comes to the day of the event, and the event goes perfect, and everyone's happy and everyone's having fun. Like that's a big win. And, mm-hmm. I, and I feel like people in that in that career just like really enjoy seeing that people like that happy. But that's just me on a smaller scale. Like when I plan something and it goes really well and it almost and it goes seemingly perfect. That's when I'm at my happiest because that made the other person happy. So now I'm super happy. Yeah. Because my work didn't go to waste. <laughs> hmm. That's sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, just thinking about um. Yeah, your process and my process is madness. You know, all I can say is mine when I'm like. Really? Thinking about it. I kind of want to know, though. So, there, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. Do you it. have a process for surprising the people that you love? Or where does it? how does it usually start out? It's It, it goes through phases, right? So, phase one is what, what would the person want? So, let's say, for example, I'm doing, like, someone's birthday, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's my sister's birthday or someone else's birthday. Uh, phase one is, what are we doing? Are we going to go somewhere? It's going to be at home. Um, we're going to be friends and stuff like that. Like, where, where is the event going to be? It's going to be somewhere else, and I do a lot of research on the place and see what's there. If it's not, then it's at home, then we'll figure out things to do at home. And by somewhere else, you mean, like, out of the country, if there's traveling? If it's traveling involved, like, even if it's, like, somewhere like, oh, we're going to King's Bowling Alley or something like that, like... I gotta I gotta plan ahead and do some research. Mm-hmm. Phase two is then just like getting everybody coordinated. So like who's coming, who's not coming. Um, is there gonna be like uh, what what would they want in terms of just like is there food and drink and all that other stuff? It's like if I'm if it's full plan mode for me, like that's phase two. Phase three then is. Making sure what's going to be there. And then finally, like, what am I going to get them as a gift? So, wait, you don't count the surprise as a gift? Hmm? You don't count the actual surprise as a gift? No! (laughs) The surprise is we get there, and then I get you a gift. Wow. So, like, it's... Here's the other thing. Like, I didn't realize how much of a gift giver I am. You are When, like, I do things for people, and, like, even anyone does something for me, I'm like... Okay, but what can I give you now, too? Because it's... That is... I, I don't know what it is about that, that is part of my That is the most Robin pers- thing you've ever said. Yeah, like, if someone surprises me with something, I'm like, okay, what do I give you an equal or greater value? Right, but you <laughs> don't have to do that. And then it's like... 
And then everyone tells me, like, you don't have to do that, Rob. And just, I'm like, what are you talking about? You can yes, just receive. That's the other part of this. You don't receive surprises well. No. <laughs> you don't Not receive things well. You're like, oh, gee, thanks. Here you go. <laughs> like, Robin, here's $60. I was like, gee, thanks. And then the next day, I go like, hey, here's $60 with interest. And I was like, what the hell? Why? Why? Go Why? Like, that know. was a gift. It was very nice. <laughs> Maybe, okay, maybe it's genuinely a part of my, my own personality and brain where I'm like, if someone gives me a gift, mm-hmm. or even if they tell me it's a surprise, like, this is for you and everything else like that, I'm like, what's the catch? Ah, uh, but, like, there, but what, there Like, what is, what is owed? But and, there shouldn't be. That's not how you think about a gift. No, 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 I shouldn't, and yet it shouldn't be how I think. And yet it is somehow some some little bit of how I think. Mm-hmm. Just because, and this is, it's like, but with my upbringing and everything else like that. And not this is not saying, like, my parents and family members would do something for me. And then I'm like, and then they're like, two weeks later, like, all right, pay us back for that party or event. Mm-hmm. They, no one in my family was like that. They would literally, to be honest, I was probably a little spoiled as a kid. <laughs> but it is still, like, one of those things where... I I guess I always looked at it and saw and appreciated how much like, you know, you, you worked really hard and you spent this money or you did what and spent your time giving and doing these things for me. And I'm just like, okay, but how do I give this back? Because I it, it's weird to say that it's unfair, mm. but I'm that's just how I thought about it. I'm like, that's kind of unfair. Like you did all this stuff for me and like, here I am not doing anything for you, even though not realizing that, like, me being excited and acting like a five-year-old it's part is, of it. is part of it. Like, I just, I never understood that for the long, like, I had, for me, I didn't understand why I felt like that for the longest time until I was just like, it really, it really is part of the joy. So yeah. when someone receives um, the excitement that you planned for. Well, I guess we both have things to work on in that regard then. Me and not trying to have my hands in all the pots and you and just learning to receive. Yeah. And and be joyful in that. Mm-hmm. So in that same vein, now i got to ask, what is the best surprise you've ever received? Hmm. The best surprise that I've received... It's funny because I could either think of surprises that just came out out of the blue in life, or I could think about the ones that just people planned for me. Hmm. And those are those are kind of difficult. How about you do one of each? One life surprise, so one that you feel like God kind of orchestrated, and then one that someone you love orchestrated for you. Hmm. Well, I think one of my favorite ones orchestrated for me and this is gonna feel like bias because I think Drea knows which one this is but my favorite one is everybody knows how much I love to eat everybody knows how much I love food and Drea surprised me last year for our birthday to taking us to a really spectacular restaurant called Barcelona and I have always heard about it but I've never been able to go (laughs) because I'm like, damn, I ain't fancy like that. <laughs> and I just don't have the time. Like, I just don't, I just do not have it. But, Drea really surprised me last year with it. And she was like, come on, we're going to go to a restaurant. And I was like, yay, food. And little Dino, she's taking me to this expensive-ass restaurant. And just like, we're just going to try 
a ton of little things. Don't you don't have a there, there's nothing you gotta stop at. Just try whatever you want. And I'm like, magic words. That's why I love this woman. <laughs> magic words. And it was just really, really fun. It was like in a in a place, a restaurant I haven't been at before. An area that like I drive by all the time but I didn't really get a chance to explore. And like those are memories that I always remember the most where just like uh it's food and time and the weather was great. So I took my favorite picture ever of you on that day. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, this is this is a really nice price. I don't feel like I have to pay it back at all. Like, I love that. Great. And then in terms of life surprise There's there's quite a few. But honestly, like my favorite life surprise was Yeah. You know my favorite life surprise was just back in high school. Mm. And just the time of year for college acceptances. Mm. And like those are always really cool surprises. Yeah. Because one, I was the first in my family to go to college. Yeah. So when I'm actually getting like letters of acceptance, like it was really, really awesome. It's a really, really cool surprise. Cause I'm like, oh my god, ah, I'm going to college. Like my very first, Aww. like the first acceptance letter I got, which was a really big safety school, and it was like, oh my god, I forget the name of it. It was it was one like all my friends got accepted into, and we all did it because it was all our backup schools. Mm-hmm. But we were like. Yeah, let's go. We had it. Like, we are for sure going to college. And then I remember, like, my top pick was Suffolk University. And mm-hmm. I got into Suffolk. Didn't mm-hmm. end up going there because it was expensive. Of course. But, like, when I got my, like, my top choice in, I was ecstatic. Because I was just like, I can't believe this college picked me to go. And just, like, it's giving me a seat, even though I sadly could not go there. And then I got into a manual college, and then there's, like, all these acceptance came. I think I applied to 13 schools, and I got into, like, seven or eight. That's phenomenal. And it was, like, really, really awesome. So those are one of those life ones because it's not in my power, and no one in my family knows what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's up to the, the, the board or the committee, whoever is doing acceptances, and they accepted me. And I was like, this is awesome. That's really lovely. Yeah. I applied to, like... 11 universities and got into three. NYU was one year. So I, was like, I wasn't aiming that high. <laughs> I was still staying within. I was still staying within. The lean over to the mic right now. Um, I was like, think about the schools you think for a second. You, like, what, what schools did, you apply I to? I did apply to top schools. Um, Which good on you. I was like, you needed to. It's, it's another one of those control things. But... Mm. NYU actually was a surprise to mm. me. I completely forgot that I applied. <laughs> oh, I was going through it. I thought I was going to go to a school in Virginia. Because I got, I got into a school. I did. I got into a school in Virginia. And then I got into the state school in Texas, which everyone had to get into. Apply to. Yeah. Um, no, you didn't have to apply. but Oh. Texas has this rule that if you graduate at the time, it was top 10% of mm. your class. And then they, they um, reduced it to top 7% my year. So Dang. if you graduated in the top 7% of your school, the state school had to accept you. That's wild. Yeah. 
So you were pretty you much could, guaranteed a spot. I was no guaranteed a spot in, in college. Yeah. The what happened though is that just because you're guaranteed a spot does not mean that you're guaranteed a spot in the major. Mm. So I got into the school, but the major that I wanted mm-hmm. didn't accept me. That's trash. So I would have been undecided at, for at least a year. What school was that again? Um, I'm not going to say, because some of the people, you know... Is it a community school in Texas? It's not a community school, so it's, it's a state school. I'll tell you Y'all had to get it together. <laughs> I'll tell you off air. Um, but, so I didn't want to stay in Texas. Mm-hmm. And the other school that I got into... Um, in Virginia. It was in Virginia, and my best friend lived in Virginia at the time. And I was like, okay, we can go to school together. And, and so I remember this. It was a Friday in March or April... Mm-hmm. I drove into the garage. Um, I don't remember where I was coming from. I don't remember if it was school or something. But mm-hmm. I parked um, my white, my dad's old white Toyota Camry in the garage. He pulled up. Still has it, too. And, <laughs> yeah, he does. He doesn't give up cars like that. You should know by now. <laughs> um, and I got an email, and I was like, what is this? And so, you know how you get the Gmail banners mm-hmm. on your phone, and so... I clicked it open and it said, congratulations, you've been accepted to NYU. And I remember saying, huh? (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, wait, oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) It's like a five second delay. What did I just read? I had completely forgotten that I applied to NYU and I love New York City and I wanted to go so bad after I opened that letter. So that Mm. was one of the best surprises. The second best life surprise. I mean, they're both, as you can tell by now, I'm a nerd. Um, The second one was getting into Harvard for my Mm. master's. Uh, I dreamed about going to Harvard for a long, long time. And so when I got the rejection letter for undergrad, I was Mm -hmm. very, very sad. And, like, like sad, sad, because I remember going to... NYU and I loved my college experience for the most part. People <laughs> people in my class can attest to this. Um, stuff that went out in my major was interesting, but mm-hmm. I loved my college experience overall, looking back. But I remember there was a friend of mine who had gotten into Harvard undergrad. Um, he was a year younger than me and he got into Harvard and I was honestly living my dream at NYU. Mm. And I remember opening that email and just crying well not even that email just it was a post on social Mm. media and just crying like here Mm. i was in the middle of something that i loved and enjoyed and i still wanted to go to harvard so bad Mm -hmm. and i had such a hard time dividing those two Mm -hmm. i didn't want people to think i was ungrateful and i didn't want people to think that i didn't want to be at the place that i was because i absolutely did yeah but i also had to one of the things that I learned in college, a lot of the things that I learned in college that were most valuable to me were outside of the classroom. And one of those things was a duality of self, that you can be grateful for something in a moment mm-hmm. and still be sad for something else. Yeah. Like the, your emotions don't exist in a vacuum, each and every separate one. They can be overlapping and that's okay. Yeah. So after I got rejected then from medical school <laughs> the first time I was like I oh, this is never gonna happen like I even though I had dreams I had visions I was like God at this point you're just leading me on this is not gonna happen for me I just need to close this book and move on mm-hmm. 
And, um, I mean, you know the story. Broke up with my boyfriend at the time. Was really in a tailspin about what the hell I was doing with my life. Hmm. And I found this program at the medical school um, for a master's in bioethics. I just felt like it was the perfect fit for what I was processing through in 2020 with Black Lives Matter movement, all of that. So I applied. Mm-hmm. And it was the only master's program I applied to <laughs> because that's what I felt God was telling me. Even though everyone else was saying you have to diversify your options, apply to many schools. And I was like, I don't even really want to get a master's. I just want to go to Harvard. Right. <laughs> um, and then I remember I was in SeaWorld. I was in SeaWorld at the end of May 2021 walking past we were on our way to watch the sea lion show yeah just came out of an exhibit and i open the email it says congratulations and i ran screaming through sea world <laughs> <laughs> like it, are there animals in sea world oh yeah oh yeah they're like yes what are the animals <laughs> i ran through screaming and i'll never forget that day because black people that I didn't know because my aunt was there with me. It wasn't my mom. It was my aunt. Mm -hmm. I started crying. I have, uh, one of my friends has like the ugliest picture of me. (laughs) (laughs) That's mean. Um, Because I'm like crying on FaceTime. I've gotten into my dream school finally. Not in the way that I thought. And my aunt is telling everybody. She just got into Harvard and like black people I don't know was like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Um, and that is a wild, wild, wild experience mm. that I will never forget. And that was one of my best life God surprises. That's cool. Any planned ones by other people? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, recent, recent, just happened. And I don't know why I'm nervous. I'm nervous. The best planned surprise was by you. And it was my engagement ring. (laughs) Yay! You were engaged! Woo! But we have to be we have to be upfront. We've been engaged for a while. (laughs) I know. We can we can dive deep more into this. Like with the story and just like Every like everything leading up to it, but like you think we'll need a full forty five for that? No, mm. but I think it definitely just this fits really into the importance of the the element of surprise and why doing something like this was really big, especially for me. Mm-hmm. And like we can go into that more with the fact that yeah, of course Jay and I talk about it all the time. We're like yeah yeah no we're engaged we're together. Oh a lot of our friends and family are like y'all engaged y'all are pretty much married at this point mm-hmm. with the way y'all act and we're like. <laughs> Yeah, but for me, and I, I feel like this was the worry a lot. Well, not the worry. It was, like, a, a lot with happening around me is the fact that, like, um, it's it's a lot to be able to, like, really plan something like this. Because it's technically my first time being able to finally like plan it and execute it. Yeah. And, you know... It was the perfect storm because I thought I was going to do it in June and all these other things. So, like, this is why it needs a little bit more of an explanation. So because there was an element of surprise for you, too. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like, this is, this is why 
like I'll go we can go into it more in different time just because th- there were a lot of steps to it there okay. were a lot of steps and a lot of process to it but the main thing at the end of the day was I I wanted this surprise to be what it was because not only did I finally want to actually do a proposal and just do it my way mm-hmm. but also because I wanted it to just to show you and always just be the reminder to myself that like Yes, you and I can say we're engaged. Yes, you and I are together all the time and everything else like that. But I don't want to forget and to, like, let you forget how much it is that I actually want to be with you, you know? Because then if I, if I just bought the ring and then give it to you, it's not as meaningful as it still is to be able to plan it, to plan a proposal. And it'll be like, yeah, we say I love you every single day. We say, you know, we, I, I don't want to live without you. And of course, you're going to get married. But it it. It means so much more when the action is there too, to be like, I still didn't want you to figure out that I got it, where it was, <laughs> where we're gonna be, and everything else like that. And to like just see your like, I I will explain this more, but like to see Drea's face go from like we're just taking pictures to what is what is Robin talking about to oh my god, there's a ring in my face, <laughs> is like priceless to me. <laughs> And like that's all it is, and this is this is always just my reminder out there for anyone in relationships and relationships moving forward. And this is always the advice that I always hear from anyone who's in a long-term relationship, is the fact that you don't forget to make your partner feel like they're always still wanted. Mm. They just don't forget those things to make them feel like they are the most important thing to you. That's why surprises are so important in relationships. When you even when you've been married for 30, 40 years, but in those 30, 40 years. You still just like get your partner a random plane ticket to a different location to go wherever or you surprise them with dinner or you get them something that they've always wanted. Like that's why those 40, 50 years never feel boring because you Mm. do those surprises to always show them that they want to feel wanted. Mm. And this for me was the biggest one to be like, you know, we, we say fiance and everything all the time now. Everyone pretty much knows we're engaged. But to me, this is now officially showing to you how much I wanted to be engaged because I planned this thing. I was going to do it my way. (laughs) No one was going to stop me. And you did it. And you did it. And it's beautiful. And it's everything. And yeah, I love you. I love you too. It was a blur of a day. That, that's for sure. That's why we're going to talk about it again. (laughs) Yeah. I guess there'll be a part two. So with that. We're wrapping it up, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Thank you so much for everyone for listening. Thank you so much for just sticking around. Yeah, for and, 10 episodes. For 10 whole episodes. And there's going to be so many more. Yeah. But this has been Robin. And I'm Drea. Thank you always for listening. Bye. Bye. Why?